Hello and welcome to this episode of Analyze This with me, Avishek Ghosh. Today I'm going to discuss with you about a book that I've just finished reading. I came across the Midnight Library by Matt Haig on several reading communities on Facebook, with a lot of good reviews and recommendations by fellow readers. As I always do, I searched the book on Goodreads and to my delight, it had already secured the Goodreads Award 2020. Plus, a book about a library. I mean, that caught me curious. I just jumped right in. Before I start, I'd like to give a spoiler alert. So if you want to read the book, you should pause here and return once you finish. That way, the following discussion will make more sense to you and fall into proper contexts. The Midnight Library follows the protagonist Nora Seed and her life-hopping experiences in parallel universes inside a library where she finds herself when she decides to kill herself. The library is full of books, each containing every single choice Nora made or didn't make in her life. She can pick a book and enter a life which is attached to some major or minor decision that has a potential to branch out into a different direction. She can only exit the life the moment she feels uninterested or dejected about it. So, the entry and the exit are pretty simple. Through the forking of her world choices, the book deals with the philosophizing, or shall I say anti-philosophizing, on the questions of how must one live. No matter how phantasmagorical a book seems, it holds within itself a sense of rationale. Within the confine of its literary brick and mortar, it defines the rules of its world. Like the laws of our universe, the laws defined by the book also holds its narrative, the characters, the incidents, even the, the deus ex machina accountable to it any violation. This is where we the readers test how convincing the author is in selling us her ideas about the universe that she lets us in. And these rules per se have some metaphorical and symbolic parallel with our actual lives. It is on these grounds we often judge a book of its credibility, which consequently determines how we build our relationship with that book. The Midnight Library romanticizes heavily on the pluralistic residue of life's regrets and leapfrogs rather nonchalantly from one parallel life to the other, grossly ignoring the questions of how some of the choices made in these short hops by our protagonist may have life-changing dominoes of consequences for the real people who belong to those universes. It was surprising to find that the author didn't consider the moral implications of leapfrogging into parallel universes, intruding into the lives of the protagonist's doppelgangers without any warning and leaving their bodies without paying the slightest heed on the consequences of her acts while taking over the doppelganger's body. This complete objectification of the protagonist's doppelgangers in their parallel lives by Nora, just to thin down books of regrets, is not only blindly selfish, it's morally pervasive. For example, in one instance of such leapfrogging, Nora enters into the life of a doppelganger in another universe where this doppelganger is a glaciologist. There she meets a guy and later decides to sleep with him. And there she leaves the doppelganger's body in the middle of the entire act. She's aware that 
with her gone, the actual Nora, who belongs to that universe, will suddenly wake up with a feeling of temporary loss of memory for a certain time. It's not really difficult to extrapolate the possibilities thereafter. She might find herself in a shocking situation with a guy. She might take it as an assault, a violation, which it truly is. This may give her a trauma that she can never recover in her entire life. This makes the guy a violator in her eyes. She'll never know the truth. Unfortunately, an author who is name-calling one philosopher or the other in every next page, with or without the context, is completely unhindered by the moral and ethical complications of his ingenious quantum leap manifested in these pages. The book promotes a self-help mantra that life should be lived, not understood, with a vague resemblance to the aphorism by Kierkegaard that life can only be understood backward, but it must be lived forward. However, other than a few punchy one-liners, the pages offer us little perspective through a list of life-hopping by the protagonist entering into the lives of the others in parallel universe and righteously judging them and their choices based on her inadequacies in those experiences of those lives. Be it a dream to impress parents or siblings, a dream to be something others would appreciate, a dream to success, a dream of creative affluence, or just following the footsteps of someone else's dream. All of these choices have something to give. They have something good about it. But she dismisses it all. I had a great anticipation for this book, probably due to the level of reception on Goodreads. But in the end, I felt dejected. Especially in today's world where the multidimensional impacts on our moral choices are so much on the forefront of the social discourse, compared to our current standard of social values, this book seems quite primitive, more like solving transportation problems with fossil fuel in 2021. Thank you for listening to this episode of Analyze This. I hope you love the show.